Welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Dringer. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt hacked into Sarah Silverman's Twitter account and posted a video this week. Sadly, it was just a video of Matt crying and masturbating Sarah Silverman. <laughs> that was fairly disappointing there, Anonymous. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by Bill Clinton's profoundly fake love for Hillary. When you're calling your wife a great organizer, you haven't fucked in some time. <laughs> Bill Clinton's profoundly fake love for Hillary. Stop pride and we'll start staging more photos. I mean, did you buy any of that crap? Like, I mean, isn't it, but let me, isn't it inherently sexist that they have to show a strong, powerful woman who's going to be president as a loving wife as opposed to just a fucking warmongering, power-hungry bitch? Right. Yeah, well, I think you have to humanize them to a degree. I mean, Obama won the... Uh you know, Nobel Peace Prize for uh, continuing the drone strike program. I'm not sure how concerned we are with facts at this point. But I mean, that's like, I mean, so what Melania said about Donald was that how strong and powerful he was. But about Hillary, they have to like, because everyone feels she's already strong and powerful, they have to talk about what loving mother she is and a wife and well, how no she's sexual in some way. And there's pictures of Clinton with his arm wrapped around her. And Ew. yeah, that's disgusting. I said you, it's like the worst porn I've ever seen. Well, the they worst. showed her at the uh, 1990 convention. I was watching it on, while I was on the treadmill today and uh, she, she didn't look bad. I'm sure because it was on mute. You know, that's the thing about being on a treadmill. You can't hear the person talking. Yes. So I was like, okay, that's not actually a bad-looking woman, objectively. But, you know, her, it's, I think it's her personality that's absolutely disgusting. I just don't want to... Why sexualize or why romanticize Hillary Clinton? There's no reason for that. And that's certainly why no one... I mean, there's no reason... I don't know anyone, even Hillary Clinton supporters, are voting for her because they find her loving. Or <laughs> they find something about her inherently motherly. I don't or even think her, her number one supporters really would truly believe that if you really shook them down, that she's like a loving mother. Or no, it's bullshit. I, I don't believe Trump is good to his workers, and I don't believe Hillary is good to men. <laughs> I'm sticking with that. Uh, if we wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook, also Last Men Podcast. All right, out of the show. Uh, Matt, let me ask you, since I uh, made fun of you uh, for hacking into Sarah Silverman's uh, Twitter this week, Anonymous, the group uh, known as Anonymous, although they seem to want a lot of attention for people that are anonymous, uh, did hack into Sarah Silverman's uh, Twitter account after she made a speech at the DNC this week. I want week. to know who her agent is and how you get that gig. And the, does uh, it DNC pay? Gig? It doesn't even pay, but God, it's good uh, exposure. Uh, it's great exposure for her. Last, I remember a couple weeks ago, she had a disease nobody else ever in the entire world ever had before mm-hmm. at Cedars. Uh, she seems to be. She was up there with Al Franken giving a speech about the Democratic things. They, the thing about the Democrats, they get the celebrities at their events, and the uh, the Republicans get I don't know, country music artists or some shit like that. Hey, they had Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo was awesome. Who Chachi. was on a TV show yes. 20, 30 years ago? Charles in charge and and, and, and Chachi. Think of the guys that contact them that want to do it, though. It's probably, you know, like uh, David Allen Coe or uh, someone who's been homeless for quite some time that, that hits up the RNC and yeah. they just get denied. Desperation. Like Nugent probably wanted to do it. Well, the DNC is in a tough position only in so much that like, pretty much every celebrity is a Democrat. But they don't want to turn into like a star-studded telethon type of thing. They can't just have 30 celebrities come out there because ultimately a lot of people hate celebrities. And Which would, is kind of ironic because their candidate is a reality TV show star. Oh, you're talking about Trump. I'm talking about the DNC. Oh, they, they don't get, want celebrities. Like the DNC could get every single big celebrity out there. Oh, you're all, saying they don't, they don't do that as much. They, they don't do they that don't as much. They want, to look serious. they want to look serious. They, don't want to look, they basically don't want to look Hollywood. Right, right, Because right. They, have, they have Hollywood in their pocket already. They get all the Hollywood money. 
But looking at looking Hollywood is only going to hurt your presence among the rest of the country. So who's organizing this thing when they're like, "Sorry, we don't want Clooney who like helped us raise twenty million dollars, but we'll let we we'll let Sarah Silverman come do it." Yeah, Clooney gets a like a pur- he gets a Purple Heart or something like <laughs> Congressional Medal of Honor. Right. Uh, so anonymous hacked into Sarah Silverman's uh, Twitter account. They posted one of their videos. By the way, their videos are all. It's kind of cool. It's like we mentioned before, like a young teen boy. It's kind of cool. That someone's hacking into your account and yeah. posting these fucking Guy Fox videos and stuff like that. <laughs> But, you know, first of all, A, couldn't it have been 90 seconds instead of seven minutes of rambling? I mean, only a it, political twerp actually makes seven-minute-long videos. Oh, so they hacked into her account and posted this on her On her Twitter on her account, feed, yes. And then she couldn't get in to delete it? Correct, correct. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, I like Silverman, but that's that's kind of like badass in like an eighth-grader type way. It's badass until you realize, like, wait a minute, why don't they hack into Hillary Clinton's account? Because that's who they were really angry at. So they posted this video all about... Stuff I, I told you you would have written this is all stuff out of Hillary's a warmonger and she's stealing money from the Russians and drone striking people and all this, and she's in with the banks and all this shit like that, which is fine. It's a I think a valid point to make, but it sounded like a Republican commercial a little bit. <laughs> uh, they just hate. It's, it's funny that they even the, the radical left kind of hates her as well, right? Um, but is it cool that they did it? Still, Silverman's Twitter account. It sounds cool, but like, where does it get to be too far? Where like they're just fucking asshole hackers who just break into people's shit. Yeah, it's lame. It's, it's like you said. If it was Hillary Clinton, it'd be awesome. It's, yes. it's a comedian. I have no idea why she was allowed to give a speech, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it was very fourteen year old. It was they they did like really cheesy like Final Cut Pro effects of like yes. the Dateline NBC type shit with the obscured voice, as if like you know. I'm not saying you could have. Uh, uh, you know, Tom Cruise do the voiceover. So oh, no, like, he would be available. Hey, that's Tom Cruise. But, um, you, you know, know you're, you're a 12 year old kid. Like you can just talk. No one's going to fucking track you down. by <laughs> no. Vocal pattern recognition. It, re- it reminded me a little bit of the, uh, when we were in grade school, we had like hit a walkie talkie in someone's desk or someone's backpack. We go on the other end and talk on the walkie talkie and try to scare the shit out of them. <laughs> Some cheesy, really cheap $5 sound effects. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, can't you do better? If you can hack into Sarah Silverman's account, can't you do better? Can you get a little pro- professional production or something like well, that? Well, it was kind of like I was a little disappointed with the, uh, it's like, I think WikiLeaks on this token. They need to maybe be a little more selective with the stuff that they're putting out because, you know, I think they just release everything they get, but they're like, we have these voicemails. And it's yes. like, oh, shit, I'm really looking forward to this. And it was like a middle-aged woman being like, I don't like Bernie Sanders. It's like, well, all right, Julian. Like you, <laughs> you, you initially had some war crime footage, and now we're, we're listening to uh, a chick from Boca Raton but complain to the operator. To be fair, that is what everything on the internet now is, is clickbait, right? Mm-hmm. It's got a great headline, and then you get there, and you find out it's not nearly as good as you thought it was going to be. It sucked. I mean, the internet is essentially, the internet, WikiLeaks included Anonymous, too. It's just enormous clickbait. When I saw the Anonymous takes over Sir Silverman's Twitter account, mm-hmm. I clicked on it immediately. Right. And then I was kind of disappointed. So everything on the internet is just lame now, but has great headlines. Yeah. That's all it's about. That's true with WikiLeaks and everything else. Someone's got to like, you know, at some point the internet will become more curated where like there's actually a place you trust to go to get just the good stuff. Right, right. And you just go to that place. You know, that, you have a guy, you're paying a guy basically, his job is to like go through all this crap and just say, okay, here's five things that are actually worth actually following. Well, WikiLeaks has like this loophole because they're like, um, you know, we're, we're unbiased, we're on part. We only put out information. We don't, you know, direct it in any way. We don't shape it. 
but that's just code for like you just have a bunch of shit. Yes, like, yes. No one wants that's to clear. Read. That's, that's warehouse clearance. And then you have like interns from the uh, Huffington Post sifting through it, like because what's Julian going to read a ninety million pages? I read a New Yorker article. There's only like six people that work for WikiLeaks. Yeah, and they're all like they have code names and they don't even know each other's. Real. It's like a way to protect them against all the shit. This um, all sounds way cooler than it probably is. This <laughs> just everything is like you said, anonymous. This wicked thing—it's like junior high school. It's just like junior high school kids have taken over. That's what's going on. I want someone just to give me. I want someone to feed me the good stuff. Just send me a text, and here's five things shit you got to do. Every like day. the Washington Post, owned by like the guy from Amazon. Don't do it. Like Rotten Tomatoes. I want a Rotten Tomatoes for internet content. <laughs> is what I want basically. Because I go to Rotten Tomatoes, I can see like, should I see the show? Should I see this movie? And then uh, if it's got well, Star Trek had a ninety percent. That threw me off. <laughs> As I mentioned on the Star Trek review, by the way. Everybody wrote a positive review, uh, gave it a thumbs up, basically. But not a single review when you read it was actually very positive. It was all like, this is okay. Like, I no. guess this is an okay effort. And then it got 90% because, like, 90% of people gave it just just okay. I don't understand right. it. It's, yeah, it's kind of a weird system because I was curious how Rotten Tomatoes works. So, it, yeah, it's basically... So, a review doesn't say, like, this is a great movie or this is a bad movie. Something that works at... Rotten Tomatoes reads the review and then they arbitrarily go, okay, this was mostly positive or mostly negative. So, you know, by kind of strange logic, the most mediocre film ever could have like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That was Star Trek. That was Star Trek <laughs> Beyond. I think it got a lot just for Gay Sulu. That's how I am seeing Gay Sulu uh, in that really shitty, really shitty music, city movie. Uh, all right, Anonymous, uh, just hack Hillary Clinton, hack Donald Trump. That would make sense to me. I like that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, but at some point, you got to realize when you're hacking people, you are at some point the bad guy. At some point, you're hacking into like, you know, it's, you're anonymous. You're hacking into like normal people shit. Yeah. And disrupting stuff. It's okay maybe to take on, you know, tear down people with power, but not Sarah Silverman. Yeah, I feel like sweet. the Sarah Silverman hack was like she had her password written down on a post-it note by her computer. Yeah. And it's like, Jimmy Kimmel fuck me, right? Or something. Yeah, it's like a comedian that she knows like did yes. or something. Like it's not like, it's not affecting anything in the world. You know what I mean? Or she gave her her, her password herself. Or she does love, she does fucking love attention. <laughs> Hi, uh, Matt, let me ask you, moving on. Uh, Tobias Strabel, uh, who I live, uh, was a West Hollywood resident like yourself. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and like about the same age as you, and also like you really, really wanted to be look like Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> a sick a sick thing. He died, we talked about him a year ago. He died a year, he went missing a year ago. He was this kid, a 35-year-old, weird-looking, I think he was redhead, redheaded kid. I don't know if it was natural. 35-year-old kid? <laughs> yeah, well, 35-year-old, it looked like a kid. Cause <laughs> he used to be a guy with like four kids at 35. How old are you? Jeez. Well, he's like 35, but he like tried to look like a kid. He was trying to look like a teenager. He had so much plastic surgery, he looked like a fucking kid. He looked weird. He was a kid. He was a kid. He was a guy who wanted to look so badly like Justin Bieber. He spent $100,000 in plastic surgery thinking it would bring him closer to Justin Bieber in some weird way and also get him a lot of reality show gigs. Right. And the thing I never liked about this time was like, at the time, like his friends around him were all like, yeah, gung-ho, go do this. Great friends. And the plastic surgeons in L.A. and wherever they are, they take money from dudes who are obviously sick in the head. Uh, this, is not a, this is not a blonde chick looking to get big tits to find a nice husband. That right. to me, as a plastic surgeon, I feel like I'm doing my job here. Like she's getting something, she's getting something, she's getting something she wants. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, morally, maybe I don't agree I mean, with I it. I thought they were only supposed to do necessary medical procedures. Well, but... you need big tits in L.A. That's necessary. 
But this kid wanted to look like Justin Bieber. Which is, when someone comes to me and says that, I know right away you're mentally ill. Right. There's something wrong with you. But they took his money and just started doing fucking cheekbone replacements and eyebrow replacements. Because they do that with trannies, right? You can't just go, hey, I need a, a badge. Like, they make you yeah, go Bruce to Jenner a bunch had, of counseling sessions. Oh, and the stuff. counseling. Yeah, Bruce Jenner did that. He had like $250,000 worth of surgery to make himself look like a woman. He still looks like a large man with big hands right. uh, in, a, in a wig. It only goes so far. But that really bothered me that people take doctors take money for that. So he he ended up dead a year ago. They found him in a motel room in, in North Hills here in the valley, uh, and they called it a year later. They called it accidental overdose from four different narcotics. Uh, let me ask you, Matt. A uh, should we just get rid of the, the, the industry of plastic surgery? Aren't they all horrible people? And B, uh, can you really die of an accidental overdose of, of four different narcotics? Oh right, yeah. It's kind of like the uh, death of natural causes thing, like. Yeah, your heart stops beating. I mean, opiate addiction is a real problem. And, uh, you know, so is drug use among um, reality show people. Oh, it's, the alcoholism and all this <laughs> shit is horrible. But here, if you're alone, if you flee your friends and family, whatever, and run to a motel room in, in the valley, that's suicide, isn't it? Yeah, well, anytime you're staying in a motel, that's um, things are not looking too good for you. Oh, no, he went off. Thank you. You don't run off to be by yourself and <laughs> take drugs. Well, I mean, have you ever stayed in motel? Where do you want me to put this, Brian? Right here? Okay. Sorry, Brian just got a pizza. Um, Good. Oh, by the <laughs> way, we're here at Rocco's Tavern in Studio City, new home of Last Man on Earth podcast, having some uh, very gay, orangey blue moons <laughs> and eating some pizza. Two, two drinks for the price of one, but they don't give you two drinks. They give you one giant one. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I, I, I trusted Brian to order my drink today, and I got something that resembles a mimosa. <laughs> Um, Thanks, Brian. We're not dating. It's like, our, I mean, I liked it. This isn't our honeymoon in Hawaii, buddy. Let's go. LA is a little bit different, but you could stay in most parts of the country in the Sheraton for 120 bucks a night. Yeah. So why are you staying in this nasty, cum-ridden motel for 70 a night? Like, there's just something wrong with your life, especially when you apparently live in LA. Anytime you're staying in a motel in the city you live in, yeah. there's something wrong right there. Motel's not a, motel just is not a good thing. Unless you're a family traveling with like five kids, there's no reason for a motel unless you're seeking hookers or drugs, basically. Mm-hmm. Or you're hiding from the cops. There's nothing good. Nothing good happens. I in stayed motels. in a motel on the road in Portland, and they made me give them a deposit for my pillows. <laughs> they made me give them five bucks each for the pillows, is and when after, I returned it, the pillows, they gave me ten dollars. Is that after they eyeballed you? That's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking pillow humper. I did have a eighty-nine. Uh, I, I stayed, stayed way too long in a motel one time. I don't remember the car. We were on the ground floor, and this was for work. And the cars would drive right up to the door. And it was like, they drive like a foot from where you're sleeping. Yeah. And they squeeze the tires. It's just, I figured at one point someone's just driving right through the, the door of the motel. Oh, I, I worry about that happening too. Yeah. About someone just rolling right into it. Yeah, you're literally, they're parking, they're pulling the bumper about a foot from where your head is when you're sleeping. Oh, God. It's like a campground, but there's cars. Dude, when I moved to LA, I stayed in a motel that was, it was on uh, Santa Monica. No, it, it was in, in uh, Ocean Park. Anyway. It was for people that couldn't get a real hotel because they they couldn't get a credit card because they were fugitives and drug dealers and shit. Yes. Which I didn't know. I just thought it was like a weekly rate. And uh, it was it was absolutely frightening. Two people died during the week I stayed there and I moved out. I That's where I learned how... Actually, motel, stand-up motels where I learned how prostitutes actually fight late at night. Like yeah. Knife, Trannies. A knife, there's a knife fight every night. Every night there's a fucking and knife fight. And that's where... Whatever this fucker's Tobias Strabo. By the oh. way, if you're trying to like make it 
and, and you... Well, I, before you say this, he had a stage name, Toby Sheldon. Okay. So he Toby did a, Sheldon. He did have a stage name. He made, it right. on, he made it on a couple reality uh, talk shows on Bethany, the Bethany talk show. Again, it's this whole... It's here's the thing. It's sicker than, even sicker than what goes on in motels in Los Angeles. It's this whole reality show cycle where people like will do whatever it takes to get on TV. Yeah. And then they just like... And everybody involved doesn't give a... Sh- I mean, it's, it's, that's one thing. That's this guy. He's a... He's a He's a troubled individual, you'd say. Mm-hmm. But then there's this industry around him which just like feeds this addiction, feeds this other stuff. Like, yeah, if we can get him for a few episodes, like, fuck, if he dies afterwards, he dies afterwards. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah, it's it's really gross, and and it's so you know I can tell because I I know some people that work in this industry, and it's like these people that live in L.A. and they're like, oh, if you don't live in L.A., you're a fucking piece of garbage. So they go to Georgia and they find Honey Boo Boo, and they're like, <laughs> let's get this obese person and mock them, and in in very cute ways, like with editing and stuff. Like maybe we'll throw in a fart sound effect when she sits down or something. And and they have no respect for the subjects, and it's and it's it's a psychopath driven industry that just feeds on itself. Well, there was that when that guy from uh, the, one of the Bravo, the housewives husbands, killed himself uh, last year, a year or two. They did a little inquiry, or their story broke, and it turns out like the Bravo people who do casting are looking for people that are mentally ill. Oh yeah, they're looking for people that are disturbed, either alcoholic or disturbed. I mean, that's obvious, but I didn't know they were like. On yes. record as well, they you know that was an insider leak, whatever. But they're mm. looking for trouble people who will fall to pieces, right? That's mm-hmm. great drama. That's that's cheap drama. Is when people have like huge problems, mental problems. Right. That's like cheap drama. Now, if they die afterwards or end up in prison afterwards or all this other shit, no one get no one cares. It's not their problem. No, this is like we're gonna talk about football later. This is like basically the female version of football, right? And they're not getting residuals either, right? I mean, some of them restructure it. I think. Well, I mean, if you're Kardashian, you're making three, four million dollars a year on the show. But something like Honey Boo Boo, I imagine, is making a good amount of money. Uh, they restructure the deals. Uh, the Jersey Shore people always said they only made like you know one hundred thousand dollars a year, but they got gigs, advertising gigs, and several millions during the show. You know, during the show, so they they made a lot of money doing that shit. But I don't think that's why people necessarily go into it. I think it's a fame whore kind of thing, right? But this is like this is basically the female version of the NFL, right? People are like getting killed. At a sport, and you're watching people like sick people hurt themselves. Yeah, yeah. And 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 then you're writing to your fr- friends on Facebook about how amazing the show was, right? Yeah, that's a good point. It is very, uh, very much gladiator uh, for pussies. Yeah, with fat women and rednecks <laughs> hurting themselves. And then really, and then it's funny when you read these reality show people. Then you read like the behind the scenes stories, the real news stories. There is just imprisonment, drug addiction, suicide, like real life bad shit. It's not just like faked on TV. These yeah. people are like Lamar Odom. They're actually killing them. These people are actually killing them. Well, it's a prime example of how fall America has fallen. I just say fallen, fallen twice. Yeah, like but, I said, they give you large drinks. Uh, how far they've fallen because it's called the Learning Channel. And prior to like 10 years ago, there was like educational programming about like the pyramids on there and then it was like the psychopath woman that had eight children now her husband works at the TJ Friday whatever you do don't, don't mess with the, the, the midgets I love the midgets Little I love the midgets the too I remember I love the uh, the twins the conjoined twins oh show. the Siamese twins that, uh, Siamese I think they were conjoined rednecks but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so there's they a few share things. the same body, <laughs> and they were things. trying to figure out how to make out with dudes. Or they had like so they a curtain. Pu- they can't go purely. Awesome. They can't go purely educational. <laughs> educational. There's some shit we like. Well, that's pretty si- educational. Well, that's yeah. we're gonna, again. We're going to talk about football later. That's the sick part about it. We like that stuff, right? We like the freak show. We like the circus. We like to see people getting hurt for our own amusement. That's not. Yeah, a, I don't like human- when it's transparent. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not into the watch this guy drink himself to death thing. Yeah, although uh, I have watched Intervention and kind of secretly enjoyed it because you like Dr. Drew so much. All right, Tobias, rest in peace, my friend. Uh, A life well lived.
it was just really honestly i if i were the police i would uh and i don't like to be heavy-handed i would invest, investigate some of the plastic surgeons yes at least look at their medical licenses at least start looking at their medical before licenses. you hire a petite female cop or put her job as staying in a motel and busting johns yeah maybe check into these other guys first you know at least take their medical license away yes all right rest in peace uh toby toby shelton <laughs> i'm the only one who knows his name Uh, Matt, we got an email from Ryan. I don't know if Ryan's real or not, but I can tell he doesn't drink beer with uh, oranges in it. <laughs> uh, he wants to know about uh, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid this week put out a... Uh, he's been a while since he put out a little crazy-ass video, but he put out a nice crazy-ass video about Bernie Sanders. And you wrote a piece about uh, Randy Quaid this week. Isn't Randy Quaid the good kind of... Isn't he the kind of crazy... Like, 10% of the population is going to be crazy, right? Yeah. Isn't he the good kind of crazy? Yeah, he seems pretty harmless, he doesn't seem like he's prone to violence. I think that he did vandalize some hotel rooms, but I bet you someone insulted him or asked him to take a picture. Or yeah, something. hotel room vandalism is you know low grade. It, it's also a pretty loose definition of vandalism. Like I may or may not have been accused of vandalizing a hotel when I was like, it's just a bunch of liquor bottles. Yeah, yeah. like maybe someone broke a glass. You're drunk. Know. You're drunk and you fell over. You're drunk with a couple of people and somebody knocked into somebody and spilled shit. <laughs> I was in a hotel room once with my friend. I don't think I should mention, but maybe. So, I wasn't paying for this, obviously. So, we're in a hotel, drank the whole minibar. He went down and got a new room just so we could get a new minibar. Really? Yeah, it's, he's not very financially responsible. Anyway. Yeah, uh, he understands you, they charge you for that, right? Uh, yeah, so Quaid is fucking great. And he's a guy that needs a reality show. He seems to enjoy the attention in a somewhat psychotic yet borderline healthy way. I think he's a self-aware that he's acting like a lunatic for people's amusement because... He's posting it on Twitter. He's sane enough to log into Twitter. Yes, right. You know? Although I don't know how sane that makes you to be on to be on social media. <laughs> he did run off to Canada. He did flee shit. He did like he's start, back now though. He did start spanking and, and fucking his fat wife on on videos. He and made weird a sex shit. tape with her shit. blowing him while wearing a Rupert Murdoch <laughs> that was, mask. I mean, you, you thinking that's a put on? You think that's all a put on? I think that it's fucking nuts. It but is. Fucking I think funny. that he thought it was a good idea at the time. It was a good it's idea. It's not like he's making money off of this shit. You don't think he actually believes the FBI is out to get him and stuff like that? No, he's definitely not making money. I do think that he believes that. Yeah. Yes. All right. So he's a good in guy. his weaker moments. He's a good. He's the kind of crazy guy in the street who does funny shit. Like when you grow up on the block. Yeah. He was the kind of guy who would like put wear a tinfoil hat and like make amusement <laughs> for people. Exactly. But but a lot of times those guys did end up. You did start finding dead animals around, like, and you did find missing missing school children. Yeah, it seems like they have a short run, but he started later in life is the thing with him. Yeah, he was acting until he was about 50, full time. And doing like big studio movies and stuff. Yeah. So clearly well, he, got, he wasn't that nice. He got fucked over on, um, I think a lot of came about when he got fucked over on Brokeback Mountain. I don't know if you know the story of Brokeback Mountain, but um, uh, God, what's the name of the director? Ang Lee told everybody he was going to do Brokeback Mountain, which is the first film where gay, it was a big gay movie, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal and what's-his-face, the, yeah, yeah. the dead guy, the dead uh, Joker, uh, were, making, Ledger, uh, were uh, making out. It was a big deal. It was made our house film. He convinced everyone no one's going to watch this movie. It's not going to make any money, but it's going to change the world and progress and all this stuff like that. So he got everyone to sign up on these deals where they took you know, SAG minimum, basically, no residuals, oh. to get this film done. And then the smarter people, who had smart agents, went back and renegotiated pieces of the gross. Mm-hmm. Just in case it, it blew up as it did. Yeah, anytime you hear no residuals, you should be a little bit yeah. suspicious. So, like, you know, I don't know. Some some of the people in the movie end up making like two or three million dollars. He got twenty thousand, mm-hmm. and so he's been pissed about that ever since. He basically got screwed over by uh, the gay man. So, is Ang Lee gay? 
Uh, I don't know if he's gay. I believe pretty he's gay a, name. Yeah, pretty Asian. Um, it could be gay Asian. Uh, but I think that's when he so started... So you think that's what drove him insane? Well, I think that's when he started like hate Hollywood. That's when he realized Hollywood was like, you know... I, I don't think that made him crazy. And I think... People have been in Hollywood for a long time. There's so much shit goes on. Yeah. But I think that's when he realized, like, this business sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hate people in this business, and i got to find something else to do. So he just started growing his beard and fucking his wife on tape and going nuts. I mean, is there a chance... Because every time I see him, like... He just, yeah, but you haven't seen him in a movie in 15 years. No, no. I'm just saying, like, I see his weird Twitter and YouTube videos. And he just went to New York. He seems dressed really well in, like, a uh, Brokeback Mountain kind of, <laughs> yes. you know, Cabela's sort of way. Um, so is there a chance that he didn't waste all of his money and that he's insane and someone was like, okay, we need to take away your access it's to po- this? It's possible. He, li- he seems to be living pretty cheaply, so I don't know how crazy seems you get. He's pretty cheap, but... When, he, you're off the gr- when you go off the grid, like, like... overweight. Yeah, he's definitely overweight. He's got a great... By the way, the crazy beard. He's perfected the crazy beard. I love that he did the beard. I don't know how you grow... I've tried to grow a beard before. I don't think I could ever. How do you grow a crazy beard? There has to be like a like a, like a store you go to, like where a guy cuts you into the crazy beard, <laughs> like the crazy beard store. Because well, somehow crazy people all have that same beard, and it's shaped in a very specific way. Yeah, well, there's two kinds of crazy guy beard. There's the bushy one and the weird, the ZZ Top one that hangs straight down. Yes. Um, his is more like a fro. His is more like a Hasidic Jew. I think that's just what happens when, when you're actually crazy and you just don't shave for five Yeah, months. but I think it looks trimmed. I think someone's been trimming his crazy beard into like a crazier shape. Oh. Yeah, it's very conical. It's like very conical. Like it's not, it doesn't look messy. It just looks like a, like more like a Hasidic Jew beard. <laughs> like we're somebody's going to a stylist, maybe to take care to take care of it. See, this wouldn't surprise me if he had a crazy beard stylist. Yeah, and a wardrobe person. Do you think in his crazy mind that this is all working up to his comeback, where he plays like the loony character, like because he always kind of played the off guy? Yeah, Independence Day, all the other shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you think maybe he no, thinks this I don't is going to lead him? I don't to- at all. He might be thinking that he's not coming back in any movie. So, <laughs> I was surprised. Uh, uh, what's his name came back? Uh, Sizemore came back. Uh, after 10 years of uh, drug addiction and absence from the movies. And what's the first thing he did? He ran a guy over. He killed, killed a guy on the set. I'm, hurt, I'm told it was a horrible accident. He felt bad, really bad about it. But when you got a track record, <laughs> you got a track record, and you haven't yeah. worked for 10 years because you're not bondable, the last thing you want to do is run, some, <laughs> run somebody over on set. So yeah. I don't think Quaid's getting a job anytime soon. And I would argue maybe just don't put him in front of the wheel for a while if yeah. you're the director. Yeah. Like, Cruz is crazy, but he's Totally controlled crazy. Completely controlled crazy. Oh, yeah. I would let Cruz, if they were like, Tom Cruise is going to drive this car 100 miles an hour and stop two feet away from yes. me, I'd be like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Like, this he believes aliens came to the earth 10 million years ago and dropped people in a volcano. Yeah. But, he, yes, he's in total control of his faculties. He can manage the operation. He can, yeah, he can do stunt it's work. It's like OCD, autism, something. Yeah, just after hours, you don't want to start listening to the shit he's talking about. <laughs> Otherwise, he's fine. All right, Randy Quaid, crazy beard. And more, I think, right away, right, reality show, yes. Although we just talked about reality show kills people. So I'm kind of feel kind of bad if he went off the deep end. Doesn't he like eighty? Uh, yes. Well, by the way, so uh, Randy Quaid looks like shit, but Dennis Quaid continues to look amazing from the HGH. Have mm-hmm. you seen him recently? He's got to be sixty-five, mm-hmm. and he's got the tan skin, the ripped muscles, like the fake hair, the fake new hair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks like he could be thirty. I mean, it's ridiculous. No, you just tell me at what age. I'm going to start. T- 
t- testing my tea, and as soon as it drops, yeah. like even even a hair, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to start mainlining that. You're shit. going behind Den- uh, Quaid and uh, Sean Penn at the clinic. It's just like <laughs> fucking. Then you're going to arm wrestle each other afterwards, or fucking do shots and yeah. shit like that. So I have like huge guns. Like, well, the thing, the one thing I have to do though, you have to get the fake tan because if you don't get the fake tan, that all the like the skin shit shows up. Uh, I can't so really they're, tan. They're so always no, they're always they're always. If you notice the HGH older guys, they're always really really dark tan because it's like veins and shit. It's no, it shows up some some happens to your skin. I think when you get older and you start growing muscle, it like gets weird striations and shit like that. Oh, uh, like stretchy. Yeah, like stretch marks basically. Okay. So because uh, your skin at sixty is not supposed to be ripping like 24-inch pythons. Yeah. So they just get really, really dark skin, so you can't see it nearly. Fuck it. I think I'll be over it at that point anyway. Like, yeah. What am I working on for? Maybe. I'll, inject, I'll, I'll have you injected behind your back. <laughs> You're sleeping. Irene Quake, get crazy. Keep it up. Yeah. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. I know uh, you've been attempting to go off the grid now for 10 years. Uh, usually just you're wandering, lo- you're wandering lost and you've lost your cell phone. It's, it's ironic just- when people tell you they're going off the grid like on Twitter. Yes, right. <laughs> you got to go. They made, this family in particular made a YouTube video about going off the grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Allen family of uh, England. So I don't trust any families in England to begin with. Uh, naturally, Oh, that explains why they were so unattractive. They all have bad teeth. Okay. It's just, uh, I mean, you might as well go off the grid at that point. It's not like your dental care is going to get worse. Well, it's hard to go off the grid in Britain. It's just there's not a lot of land. Well, no, that's exactly why. So the Allen family is this family. They've been getting tra- viral traction online. It's a uh, very unattractive British woman. Uh, by the way, every crazy British family story starts with an unattractive British woman who's extremely confident in her opinions on things. <laughs> like, <laughs> sounds like an idiot, but extremely confident. I think that was the Swiss family Robinson, if I remember. Every, every British family. is like the, Somehow the British, you know, say what you will about sexism. It doesn't live in England because in England, like, every woman can just say shit like a guy does here extremely confidently and boastful without any hesitancy and they just like that's they're completely arrogant about things and this is an yeah. unattractive because they purple. know people think they're stupid fucking uh, <laughs> affected accents that yes. people actually think it yes. makes them smart yeah so the Allen family it's a, mo- it's a, a mother and a, and a husband and two kids they, want, they live off the grid they live very naturally in a flat I think that's paid for on welfare stamps <laughs> uh, they're raising their kids without any medicine no vaccinations no, no whatever mom is breastfeeding the kids until well into their fucking uh, year, you know, older years which, uh, see, I don't get how that correlates. I get the whole no government, taxes, all that shit. But why is it always, like, another fucked up thing? It's like, okay, so you're just fucking insane. Yeah. Right? they want to, So she here's a very convenient thing. She uses her breast milk not only to feed her children, but as all the medicine in the family. And I think she's feeding the dad with it, too. I don't know. Uh, but isn't it a weird thing when the mom is just decides that her breasts, breasts and breast milk become the center of the universe in the family? That seems very self-serving. Well, yeah, because, well... It's like a gay dude with his cock, isn't it? A little bit. That's just like, you know, hey, my cock will do this, my cock will do that. She's like, off the grid. It's There's always these families. It's like a guy that wanted a cult, but, like, no one listened, so he yeah. just found some chick and fucked a bunch of kids into her and started, like, doing weird shit with them. It's just the whole family bed thing and then the whole thing. And then the kids, like, the kids wear no shoes, and the dad's talking about, like, oh, people, like, there's a difference between a nosy neighbor and a non-nosy neighbor. A nosy neighbor gets involved in your shit no matter what. Yeah. A non-nosy neighbor knows that your kids are walking down the street with broken glass with no shoes on it says something yeah yeah it's just fine the dad's like no that's tactile that's how they connect to the earth you know i'm like oh that's great when they're bleeding which is and and also you can't afford shoes there's that yeah you can't afford shoes they have the yeah they have yeah the thing about no rules families and the kids go to bed when they want to by the way the kids like four goes to bed when they want to uh eats when they want to plays with whatever doesn't go to school doesn't get immunized all this kind of crap like that uh, weird ass Game of Thrones type breastfeeding shit going on there, uh, but here's the, here's the rub. Here's what really gets me. I don't care that people are crazy. They they're both adults and they're 
seeing the kids at least seem to be physically physically healthy, let's say, uh, they're definitely going to grow up with some weird Pornhub fetishes. I think there's usually some some weird pederastry going on in those situations where it's like, hey, we don't wear clothes around our house. Like, <laughs> yes. oh, okay, well, I'm not fucking coming over. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, I know people who sent their kids to a nursery school in L.A. where their clothing was optional. Okay. <laughs> just throw, I'm throwing that out there. I don't know how that's legal. <laughs> that's just... That's not a small trend in Los Angeles, and I'm sure in New York and other places, for the kids to be naturally naked with one another. So, it was college, by the way. That might be fun. Uh, <laughs> that seemed very weird. So, here's a rub. The family, of course, it, it, like all off-the-grid families, all natural families, uh, doesn't appear to have any job or income. So, they want to move to Costa Rica, because in England, in a, down, in a flat in London, you can't really be off-the-grid so much. So, they want to move to Costa Rica to, to live on a farm where they can raise the kids naturally in the way that the Costa Ricans would really fucking hate them. <laughs> just, oh, great. More fucking natural British people shitting in the street. Right. Uh, they were, I have a fundraising campaign on a, a travel. There's a travel called, site called Travel Fund Me where you get to fund other people's travel. Because you know when you're really desperately saving up for your own vacation or trip? What you really want to do is take that money and spend it on... This sounds like a service for whores yes. that rich guys go on and, ba- and pay for a 20-year-old chick to come stay with them. No this one's is, paying for a fucking family's well, vacation. Well, they've only raised... They're trying to raise $100,000. So they want to live independently by taking your money to go live independently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to live off the grid. They want to teach people this is possible. So what they're putting themselves out there is a role model for the rest of the world. Well, if you're off the grid, how do we know? Maybe you're all dead. I wouldn't know. You're off the grid. Or maybe you're on the grid and you're lying about that, too. 100 grand gets you a long way. By the way, 100,000 100, 100, pounds in Costa Rica gets you a long way. Buy a fucking mansion out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they won $100,000. They've raised the, uh, Holocaust. Six, uh, yeah, they raised 600000 so I mean, $600 so far. I, so, so I don't know if you're donating. Isn't this the story of every fucking uh, homeopathic, oh, natural, organic family in that, like, basically nobody in the rest of the world cares. Just pay for your, pay for your own shit. Like, if you're, not, if you're not fucking needing shit from us, that's fine. Yeah. But some of these people are always very needy. So how are they independent and needy at the same time? It's this personality that I noticed. I lived in Venice, um, subletted a place in Venice, um, you know, Venice Beach for California for a while. And it was always this thing. It's these same fucking people, man. And they got this thing that's like... Um, you know, I don't. I don't need a TV. You know, you you guys all just watch your your TV all the time, and then they're like, "Can I come over and watch yes. something on yeah, your TV?" Right? And right. I'm like, "Oh, I thought you didn't do that." And it's just, it's this fucking bullshit the, way. I call, them, I call them the borrowers. It's a way of glorifying being a loser, but still having an ego, which is a tough predicament to be in. Uh, just being a poor loser and still still being really righteous about yourself. I, I honestly, as far as I can tell, it's a borrow, it's a borrowing culture, and they're always borrowing. They're never giving. They're oh never yeah, really they're always back. borrowing. Like yeah, what, are you yeah, borrow. what are you producing in Costa Rica? You're gonna take the money. You're gonna live off. You're gonna buy like more breast pumps for your. Actually, she doesn't use breast pumps. That's not natural. You're gonna buy. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You're gonna start. They're gonna live off. They're not working for ten years and have playing with the kids or whatever else they can do in the backyard. Yeah. What are you? What are you giving? What are you giving? Well, by the way, take it back. They're writing a book. They're gonna write, use the money and they're gonna write a book about how to do this for other people to copy. Oh, okay. <laughs> the well, off the grid, off the grid life. Who's paying into it? Did you have you seen that documentary on Doc Paskovitz? No. Do you know who that is? No. He's a surfer. He was a doctor, a legitimate doctor, a Jewish guy, really into being Jewish. Not just happens to be Jewish. Um, and he found his Mexican wife. He traveled around with them in a van. Later, a motorhome. He had twelve kids. And there's a documentary. It's really interesting. And the kids, most of the documentary is them going. Um, it was really disgusting. We lived in the motorhome, and our parents were fucking all the time, and we had to listen to it. 
And uh, I was thinking, like, if this guy wasn't a doctor, someone would have probably locked him up or at least yes. taken the kids away. Yes. Right? I, I, my feeling is, like, whatever, do whatever you walk this earth any way you want. Do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt other people. You don't have to have children. You can't bring kids into it. No, that's, you don't have to have children. You want to live off the grid with your wife with the bad teeth, the bad British teeth, yeah, and let her adult nurse you or whatever else she gets off on. That's fine. You're both whatever thirty and you're thirty years old, and you want to live off the land or try to raise money on GoFundMe to get people get charity from people. That's fine too. But these little kids have no choice in the matter. So you interview the kid. If you interview a four year old kid, they're always going to say they're happy. Yeah. You interview a four year old kid in Iraq, like in war torn Iraq. Ah, hey, like they're happy. Whatever. Look at the fucking metal object I just found, like on the ground. You know, like if I was trapped, oh, I could play with it. They'll say whatever. It can go the other way, too. Yeah. Like, it's just say your dad diddled you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. They don't, don't. They'll, they'll just repeat shit. Yeah, but they, but they. I think. I have no experience what I'm talking kid about. Has no frame of, a kid has zero frame of reference. So this family is the only family they've ever known. And by the way, they don't get out at all. They're never out from the family. So they, they can't even see other kids. Right. So they don't know what other kids' life is like. So when you grow up on, an, on a deserted island with your family, that's your life. You don't know anything different. Yeah. So that's, that's why I think, you know, I don't like child services and all shit messing with a lot of people and parenting. But, you know, right. someone has to step in at some point and say, this is over the line. And I, I, I think that line is anywhere British people are involved. <laughs> never, you never see a British documentary about normal people. Nothing good's going on in Britain. Brexit. Ah. <laughs> uh, let me ask you, I shit you not segment this week. Uh, you uh, wrote a lovely story this week. I know you like optimistic, uplifting stories. You're like Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. You see only the positive in the, in the world. Um, you really wrote a story about hyenas of Africa, but not the hyenas we all think of, is it? No. Apparently, I couldn't tell how much of this is kind of right-wing propaganda, but I saw this on the New York Post, so just do the math. Who knows? Uh, there's a, This guy, he's called a hyena man. So in Malawi, what he does is he goes and fucks, divergenates women. Girls. As, as par- girls, 12, 13, maybe on up. As part of a, you might call a twelve-year-old a woman. I call her a girl. Some kind of cleansing process, and if they're sick, he fucks them too. The the ironic thing, and probably the truest sense of the word, is that he has HIV. Yes, uh, I would assume so he's like he the Charlie Sheen of Malawi, has AIDS, exactly. actually. And he has a wife and kids, which I don't get how that works. Uh, but he's a guy that goes around. It didn't explain the point in the article. I think what happened was it, it, he's called a hyena man. So someone was like, okay, that sounds kind of ominous and kind of weird and frightening in Africa. Well, hyenas come in and clean up the scraps, right? They fight uh, off. They come up. They get like, they do the dirty work, basically. Well, there, you know, in different countries like Liberia and such, there are customs that, um, you know, people like rape babies as part of like to heal them or to save the baby like you know this is the type of shit actually people uh, believe in my pediatrician never recommended that that's (laughs) alternative medicine usually it's aspirin and the guy did an interview and it was weird because he had like some self-awareness about it he's like you know this probably isn't the best system i gotta be honest also he said he doesn't like good work he doesn't like doing it yeah he he also mentioned how he doesn't really like his job was he making like $20 $20 million a year? Like, why does he <laughs> no, stop like, doing it? Yeah. What the fuck? I, maybe he was tapped. Maybe it's like something you're born, maybe something you're born into. He's tapped with that. Like, he Just didn't want to be... gifted? Yes. Like, I don't know. Like you a gotta, stud horse? You gotta, you gotta fuck all these 12-year-old girls with AIDS. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the reason I like this story so much. Because my belief, non, non-racially biased belief, is that Africa is this huge, huge shithole mm-hmm. that we... That we well, depending on who you talk to, alternatively, damn or either glorify. <laughs> either people damn it because they, you know, it's, it's, they're racist and they just don't like anything black. 
Or they feel a need, conversely feel the need to glorify Africa as this natural place of beauty and the mother country. Kind of like liberal guilt sometimes. Yeah, and how it was like it was it was like you know for, especially for Black Americans it was the home it was the home continent where everything was peaceful and natural. Have you ever seen the movies? There's where people who walked in peace and all this other stuff. Whereas Africa has evolved into and believe, you know there's been a lot of colonialism obviously. But yeah, that's I true. think partly due to the slave trade it, it got a little fucked up. It is the I mean, stories that come out of that place rival Florida. That's but then you had like gone. Liberia, and it was like a bunch of guys from the U.S. that were like, "Yeah, let's go back where everything's peaceful." Yeah, and now it's like by far the worst place in Africa, yes. if that's even possible. Yeah, so they have that the uh, you know that horrible the horrible virus going around. Um, Which one? What's that? All of them. Oh. <laughs> no, the uh, the deadly uh, Ebola AIDS. virus. Oh, Ebola. Yeah, well, AIDS too. AIDS. Africa's ridden with AIDS. So Africa, which by the way, every single country pretty much outlaws gay behavior there. Mm-hmm. But now, if you have a guy with a hyena with AIDS raping girls, now you see how it's been perhaps being spread around. Yeah, it seems kind of hard to defend. Because even if you're like an a anthropologist or whatever, and you're like, you know, every culture is kind of beautiful in a different kind of way. And, you know, if you look at the U.S., like we have the most people in prison of any country, which people always keep saying. But you don't really think about how fucking insane that is when you're looking at like communist China and North Korea. We got more people in prison per capita than, than North Korea. Um and so the shit we do is pretty fucked up. But in North Korea, you can't actually do anything as a criminal. <laughs> like, there's nothing to do. That's a good point. They just put you in the army. They just well, put less you in the trouble to get into. There's less trouble to get into. They just, or they put you in the military. But or, they just, the, or they just execute you. Even North Korea doesn't have a fucking hyena man. No. <laughs> no. Could you imagine how that would go over at a cocktail party? What do you do? Uh, <laughs> hyena man. I fucking fuck AIDS into uh, 12 girls. <laughs> and I... The weirdest part of the article that you read, I know f- almost fully, was the fact it's not explained exactly why he does this. It was about two paragraphs long. Yes. <laughs> it's not, ex- not explained why he does this, but everyone in Africa just goes, oh, yeah, hyena man. <laughs> like, that's just like accepted. <laughs> that's like, thing. oh, yeah, I didn't know you were. Oh, yeah, I, I've got a, I got a cousin who's a hyena man over in, in the Congo. I mean, what's the American equivalent to hyena man? I feel like maybe locksmith or something. <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's like they think, so they do, they, a lot of countries in uh, sub-Saharan Africa, actually all of Africa, I like saying sub-Saharan Africa, uh, but North Africa too, they, uh, they, you know, they take off the clits of girls, young girls, so they can't have them. That's an Islamic thing, so they can't have any sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of weird shit. The, with the Ebola, you know, Ebola got spread. Was It turns out Ebola is not as contagious as people thought it was. I mean, you have to like act actively sort of be in a position to get Ebola, like when someone's dying from, literally dying at the moment they're dying from Ebola. Yeah. Like their final moments when they start extruding all this fucking shit and piss and stuff like that. Right, right. The first like 29 days of the month, you can't really get it from them. The last like day or two, you can. So what they did is they, they were throwing the, they were burying the bodies, the Ebola bodies, and the custom was for the entire family to hug the bodies mm-hmm. after, the, after the death. Which sounds very sentimental, unless dad died from Ebola and is fucking like covered in Ebola juice. Right. So the families were all getting Ebola from hugging, intimately hugging the dead, the corpse, basically. I wouldn't even hug a dead body if it if it died from like just a clean knife wound. What about a supermodel? Dead supermodel died of asphyxiation, so she was perfectly clean. No, I know where you're going with this. No. <laughs> What if no one was looking? It was late night. You were kind of horny. <laughs> uh, it's just yeah, hyena man. Like in Africa, it's like oh yeah, hyena man. Yeah, that, you know, some I know guy down the blocks a hyena man. We got the hyena man convention in uh, fucking. But Lagos. do they call it a hyena man, or did the writer just think that that was kind of more? I want to know why the writer didn't mention why this guy is doing it. There's some weird. There's so much weird tribal. I mean, let's face it. You know, humans have evolved over time in some sort of evolutionary thing where we do a lot of sick. Even the modern man does a lot of sick shit. But it's kind of recognized as sick. As sick. That's why so many people are well, unlawfully in prison for drugs and shit like that. But when someone rapes someone or someone fucking starts serial killing people, 
if someone's like you know molesting kids, we all recognize that's wrong and we do something yeah. about it. But in these other countries, they still have these tribal customs where that shit is okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Defined under their mysticism or their you know, religion and you know all this kind of stuff. Which, by the way, we had five hundred years ago. It does go both ways with like the imprisonment thing that I was talking about because like here we do put more people in jail, but like the most a serial killer has killed someone here is maybe like 30, 40 people. I was looking it up by victim on Wikipedia. So that's the type of shit I do. Yeah. And uh, in some of these like South American countries, they, they're up to like 300 people and God knows in places they don't even keep stats. Yeah, it's probably guys killing like fucking thousands of people. Well, I am that's why I fucked a thousand Asians and a thousand girls. Yeah. So I feel like, like, yeah, here, like it's a story, like you read a story about like a guy who had AIDS, who had sex with a girl. And give her AIDS, and there's like, he's good, is he going to go to jail? Is it lost or something like that? We address that. Hyena man, a thousand. You can't even park on the wrong side of the street. So, no. like, if you're giving people AIDS, especially underage ones, I think someone's going to. Yeah, Mariah Carey's uh, sister, paper. as an example, gave some was giving was an HIV positive prostitute, and they locked her up for that. Good. Yeah, she's trying to be a hyena woman. <laughs> put that, <laughs> put that shit to rest. All right, hyena man. I mean, just get on LinkedIn and get a new job. Can you like, what are your skills like on, on LinkedIn? I fuck girls. I have AIDS. <laughs> like really good stuff. It's gonna be hard to find a gig after that. So maybe maybe you hide. Maybe you like you know diminish the hyena man shit and just put in like the community work you do. Yeah, like the volunteer work. The other volunteer work you do besides outside of hyena man. I'll actually just pay you whatever you make to not fuck any yes. of my relatives. Yes. with your HIV dick. Yeah, so that seems like something Bill Gates would get. It. Like pay the guy, just give the guy a hundred bucks a week not to fuck fuck girl, AIDS in the girls. Yeah. Good luck, Bill Gates and hyena man. <laughs> Brian, insert some African music there, please. <laughs> Non-racist African, uh, non-jungle music, please. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, we got a, an email from Ezekiel. I like the Old Testament names when they write in. I always feel like we're, we're, we're starting to hit, hit a broader audience. Uh, Conrad Murray, uh, who uh, was a doctor for many years, most famous for uh, uh, killing of Michael... Well, let's put it this way. He wasn't char- criminally charged with the killing of Michael Jackson, but he was found civilly... I mean, he was guilty of something. Not murder, but like negligence, something like that. And his family sued him for millions of dollars. Uh, so they get millions of dollars off their dead brother. Conrad Murray was a guy who gave propofol to Michael Jackson before he died. Uh, but also, Conrad Murray confirmed this week, it looks like, that Michael Jackson was a pedophile. Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel wants to know, uh, isn't it a little too late, seven years after a guy's death, to uh, bring up the pedo, pedo evidence? Uh, and it doesn't make him kind of doesn't it make him kind of complicit in the crimes. Yeah, yeah, it's weird timing. And yeah, by the way, it's you know you see it written up, and it's like, oh, this guy confirms. Why isn't the first part of the thing like guy who knew Michael Jackson was molesting kids waited until kept he was quiet, dead, kept quiet for eight years to bring it up? Yeah, after he killed him, by the way. Uh, well, maybe, well. By the way, maybe he killed him because he was a pedophile, so he's doing a little service there. I would like that a lot, but I don't think that's it. No, I think he was texting his babes, hooking up with his babes on text, and Michael Jackson was shoving propofol down his lungs or whatever the fuck he was doing. Liquid propofol, by the way, that seems like an inherently dangerous thing. Like if you take one extra drop, you fucking die. You just die. It's sound. Just the word itself is kind of yeah. scary. Like you're going to take six drops, seven drops, way too much. Eight drops, you're dead. Here you go. Here's the bottle. Here's the bottle. Good luck. You know this sounds made up, but it's a true story. Guys on the North Slope when they work in the oil refineries, uh, the severe alcoholics. You know it's dry there, so they'll take like two or three shots of diesel fuel uh, just to get a nice buzz going. Yeah. Uh, I like that. They're probably all dead now. Yeah, uh, that's probably not good for you. Is that is that a part of the off the grid living, natural living? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if everyone knows 
I don't get it because you look at Cosby and there's so many other examples and just who's the guy that pushed his wife off the fucking yacht or whatever. Like, we all know what happened. The most awesome guy ever. But <laughs> Cosby, yeah, Cosby, at least 30 people knew for at least a decade that he was raping women. So I feel like you're kind of in a no man's land where you should either not say anything j- just out of pure selfish reasons. Because if, I don't know, if everyone wasn't fucking insane, we'd just go... Wait, yeah, we don't care about your stupid spiel. Talk about the part where you didn't say anything at first. Fucking uh, Joe Paterno. <laughs> yeah, Paterno. These guys are all. These guys are all surrounded. I mean, there's, there's. I'm sure there's some cases of very sly, you know, uh, sexual assaulters or whatever get away with shit. Nobody knows about it, and they like, you know, have the normal day job and their family doesn't know about, it and they live a double life. Yeah. But these aren't double life guys. These are guys who are in their actual life are doing this shit. And they're wealthy, and there's people around them who are basically either helping them or just being quiet about the whole shit. And a lot of women, too. And a, oh, a lot of... Uh, uh, you tell me a wife? personal assistant doesn't know what you're up to? Personal assistant knows everything about you. Right. Sandusky's wife... Wives know everything about their husbands. There's not shit there. You wash his fucking underwear. You got to see the fucking little kitty bloodstains or whatever's going on. Yeah. She just turned the fucking music up and let him down in the basement with kids. The women, women, the wives, wives always know, and the friends know. And with Cosby, everyone at I think at NBC knew, and all the fucking agents knew, and all the people who travel with them knew. You can't just assault fifty women in your hotel room and, and nobody notice. Like bodies, unconscious bodies are being dragged out of your room by somebody. But how does it work legally? Like I'm kind of curious of his timing on this. It's whatever six years after the. Death. Oh, he's not no longer. Uh, well, can be I mean, are you complicit in the crime? You are liable for knowing these things at some point and not reporting them, aren't you? Uh, only for ISIS, I think. <laughs> if they're Muslim, if he was Muslim, then yes. Uh, I think it's a very that's a big legal stretch to find, find people who are complicit because it's very easy to say I didn't know shit. Yeah, and it's really hard to prove you didn't know otherwise. Which is why I think you said just shut up in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because nothing good. Well, other than the fact that maybe the last couple million of Michael Jackson fans might actually believe he was a pedophile now. But outside of that, nothing good comes up. Seven They're years still ago. holding out. Although the gravesite, the the star on Hollywood Boulevard might be getting a little bit lighter on the anniversaries coming up. Fucking idiots! With the people coming out, I think people like stuff. Conrad Murray, like yeah, like it was weird too. He's talking about touching the kid's head and all that. It was just a bizarre. Like that's the kind of shit where like I go, I'm not working for you anymore, dude. Like it's just at least in the very least, I may sure. not turn you into the cops, right? But I'm not coming here to work every day. I mean, and yeah, yeah, being part of this shit. That's disgusting. I totally agree. You don't got to make it your whole life, but you decided that you wanted to get paid to illegally procure yes. and administer uh, drugs, which well, aren't even true. supposed to be outside of the hospital. Uh, so that, but I don't get his point like of talking at all because it, it makes him look like an asshole. Uh, I don't know what his gig is, what service he's offering. Like, is he like, hey, hit me up if you want me to like anesthetize you to death as well? Date, he probably does good with date rape drugs. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but we've all had so we've all had shitty bosses before, right? But we all done sh- done stuff for bosses we hate because we get paid. Yeah, but if your boss is a pedophile and he's like raping kids. That's maybe when you go like, yeah, I don't know, the money's not worth it any longer. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, you're Conrad Murray. You got fucking young girls on the hook. There's all kinds of stuff how it works about like, like um, protecting people. Like you get like if you're a journalist, you can like not out your sources and stuff like that. Like there, I think there's a lot of laws, like you said, about like you know just not throwing people under the bus basically maybe like, we should have more of them i'd like a tree you know, have the, the big picture of all the ladies that cosby uh, sexually assaulted i like a, a actual similar picture of all the guys around cosby 
mm-hmm. who knew what shit was going yeah, on. Yeah, and just shame the fuck out of them. Yeah, because there's at least, I said 30, there's at least 30 guys who knew what was going on, at least 10 guys who knew for sure what was going on. Yeah. And we're actually probably helping, because there's at least, and then for some of them I feel bad for me, it's the fucking low-rent, you know, valet or butler or someone like that just to fucking drag the, you know, the unconscious bodies out and shit like that. But, and they, they need a job really, really bad. But someone's doing this shit. Cosby didn't do that shit on his own. I'll actually take it a step further. And people always say, oh, you don't understand how the legal system works. I know exactly how it works. Shame the fucking lawyers. I don't, I don't necessarily blame them for defending him, but I would like it to be known that they defended a guy who they knew was guilty, so let's throw up a tree of their fucking gross faces. That's a lot of trees, dude. We've got too many trees. I got to say, that photo when they put up like the 100 ladies or 60 ladies in that fo- one photo, that's pretty impressive. I mean, that just strikes you very visually strongly. Yeah. When you see like, oh, who do you rape? Oh, here's pictures of 60 women all sitting there going like, yeah, Cosby fucking raped me. Yeah, that, that was pretty striking. Yeah, that's a lot. That was very impressive. That, like you mentioned, your numbers, the numbers game. That's very. That was very African in nature, South American <laughs> in nature. All right, Conrad Murray, uh, keep your trap shut. I do like the fact that he that he'll never admit it, but Jackson died while he was out texting like sexting girls. <laughs> like he left the room. Like yeah, fuck this dude. And I don't. I don't totally hold him responsible for that because a, I don't feel like he was ever a real doctor. <laughs> Because Jackson was getting illegal drugs basically procured for him. Yeah. And getting propofol to take naps and shit like that. And Conrad Murray probably did it fucking 500 times to this guy. Oh, he wasn't a real... He was like from some... He wasn't like certified in the U.S. to be. Yeah, a like a Jamaican, Jamaican yeah, some Caribbean thing. I got one of those too. It's like a minute, like becoming a minister to marry your friends. If you if you click, click the checkbox below for another ten bucks, you become a doctor. <laughs> it's about the same thing. But if you're an anesthesiologist. Isn't your one job just to remain in the room? Well, you have a couple jobs, but yeah. isn't that imperative that you I would think if stay you're, there? You're an anesthesiologist. Your one job performance metric is did someone lie, live or die? <laughs> did they wake up? <laughs> did they wake up? Right? You put them to sleep. Did they wake up? Like That's like you're saying baseball, like your save percentage. Like you're 99%, like you're in an uptime. Like I'm 99.9%. Like yeah. I brought people back. If that number starts dropping, you don't want to see that anesthesiologist. Do you think there's any chance Jackson, because he you know, probably had a big ego... But he was like, uh, everyone knows I'm a child molester. What if he just said to him, like, why don't you just give me a little extra? Really? No, 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 no. He would have done that much. Would, like, after the 500, 500th rape, he thought that was I feel was like too he's much. such a pussy. It's not like you see Michael Jackson put a revolver to his fucking noggin or anything. I think what I think Murray's defense was, which was pretty accurate, when the people get fucked up on drugs like that, and they wake up in, like, uh, you see people on, people like on uh, opiates and painkillers, they wake up in a daze and they don't know what's next to them and they just start taking more drugs. They t- start you know, medicating themselves. Mm. And they have no idea. I remember at the story at this hospital uh, where someone actually left. Someone had left formaldehyde next to the bed, like a formaldehyde sample. And the person woke up from uh, post-surgery and was in a daze and was very thirsty and grabbed the cup next to the bed and drank the formaldehyde and died. And that shit actually happens Holy more often. Shit. Yes. Not a good way to go. And that shit actually happens more often than not, which is why you can't leave shit around people that are fucking dazed. Because, like, Probofil, because if he grabs a fucking, you know, injector and just injects himself some more, he's dead. So. you got to be careful in general. My mom used to make pitchers of Kool-Aid, like white trash style. Yeah. And we had this plant from the, food. From the powder? Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. the powder and the sugar. <laughs> nice. Like, make it a little tart, not, yes. not too heavy on the sugar, you know. Uh, but she, then she made this plant food. It was, like, blue. I don't know what the fuck it was. It looked exactly like Kool-Aid. I told her about ten times, you're going to fucking kill someone. Yeah, she never listened. No. How many people did she kill? Nobody. Okay. <laughs> Good. See, you're you're smarter than Conrad Murray. You're not confessing to shit. Hey, if, I was, if it was now and I just woke up hungover in the middle of the night, yeah, yeah. I might drink a nice glass of plant food. 
Blood, blood, blood before whatever else. Yeah. All right, Conrad Murray, keep it quiet. By the way, he gets a lot of ladies. Conrad Murray had a lot of ladies, and he gets a lot of ladies. So whatever he's got working on, it's, it's going. I'm sure, to he was embezzling well. money from Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, well you at least got to go to his wallet when he's out. <laughs> All right, Conrad, keep your shit quiet. Our final segment today, pennies on a bunch. I know you all want to know it has my pennies much. Actually, there's an article you wrote this week, Matt. And by article, I'm being very generous. Uh, <laughs> uh, you mentioned another, yet another football player who's retiring early. I think he's only played, what, a couple of years? He's leaving? Two one or year? three years. Yeah, and there was a guy in the Niners, 49ers a year or two ago who played one year and retired. And by the way, he was the top tackler on the team for that year, so it wasn't like a scrub. He was their leading linebacker. He retired. A lot of the guys are leaving the NFL early because of concussion. I would like a guy that, yeah, that never played and, yes. and knew he was going to get cut and just went, you know what, guys? I'm retired. I can't do it anymore. Fuck that. I saw that Will Smith movie. I'm out, I'm out <laughs> of here. Uh, so football players are retired, now starting to retire. It's become a thing. It's become a bigger thing. First of all, guys who first get their first contract get a few million in the bank are going to retire because they got a few million in the bank. And the guys who have other career opportunities are just going to retire before they even play mm-hmm. because it's not worth it for them to make you know a couple million bucks and fucking have be brain half brain dead by thirty five. Everyone kind of recognizes this. But here's my here's my question. This is really a panties much. This actually makes me happy. So this my has my panties in a twist, if you will. Uh, uh, isn't this exactly how? And you wrote in the article that football's going away. It's dying. It's actually going to go away because people aren't going to want to play it anymore. It's a gladiator sport. People get actually die or get brain damage from this thing. And at some point, people are just going to evolve to the point where they don't want to pay for watch this or players aren't going to play it any longer. Is this exact? And I agree with you, by the way. Isn't this, but not until after my, my NFL package and DirecTV is paid off. <laughs> Please. Uh, isn't this exactly how social progress happens and really should happen, which is like just people making quietly making smarter decisions. There's been no protest against the NFL that I can, that I can find anywhere. No hashtag thing. No mm-hmm. march in the streets about we got an NFL. It's all brutal and killing, pe- killing our children or all that kind of crap. This is just a smart decision of people involved in the sport to realize I can do better than this with my life. And yeah. the sport itself is changing. Is this how all social progress should happen? No. I mean, I think protesting is often pretty necessary. But, uh, you know, these, you, guys, these guys are protesting with their own individual decisions, right? Not to be involved. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, there's no march. The players, they don't need like 100. A hundred million player march in Washington to get stopped the NFL. <laughs> They're just saying, like, look, I'm not going to play anymore. Well, I, just, I don't know what you're comparing it to, but like, it's voluntary, so you can just stop. It's not like someone makes you, you know, join the NFL or anything. Um, you know, it, it is a. I think there are some racial elements to it, and that you know, it's the most popular sport in the country. It's seventy percent black guys hurting each other. There's like and, two Australians now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I had a theory that we should just make football rugby. You know. Because uh, you like to use the word scrum a lot since mm-hmm. you learned, since you learned that word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's a similar sport, but there's less uh, spearing and stuff like that. But isn't this, sort of, isn't this a little bit like, I liken this a little bit to like sort of the gay marriage movement, right? Which is that people just after a while just start to know gay people and they're like, well, whatever. If they want to get married, I don't, I mean, some people are ardently for it, some people are ardently against it. Most people are just like, yeah, fuck it. They want to get married, let them get married. You know, Tom seems like a nice guy. Yeah. That's sort of how social progress happens, right? When people just become familiarized with the topic. And they just sort of like enlighten themselves, and they make smarter decisions. Like well, it almost, there's almost a backlash when there's protests, when there's like vehement protests. There's almost like a backlash. 
Yeah, true. Because yeah, well, because people who protest are increasingly protesting about giving a cartoon character a fucking lesbian sex partner or something. Like, so protesters, because of people on Twitter and you know some of these feminists and and other problem groups, just essentially stupid ass twenty five year old kids who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. People are looking at protesters now as like an annoyance, um, even though people are protesting other things that are worthwhile. It just seems like because of social media, they're getting a bad name. Um, like Black Lives Matter, you're saying? No, I think that's a good one. Uh, but, you know, people who are into protesting, they're not tuned into football. You know, like, it's a, it's a very different group. So they're, like, it's not on their radar so much, no. like, uh, head-to-head contact. You say they don't watch like, these, aren't, these aren't sports-watching people. Because no. there's probably more black people dying in football than there are, like, in the streets from whatever else it is. I mean, it's probably destroying more lives and whatever. I mean, it's a brutal, it's a brutal yeah. sport. People, for like, for decades have been getting... I mean, if you look at high school and college... Oh, yeah. The number of brain da- amount of brain damage and people in wheelchairs, people with, like, bad fucking ailments, like, you know, a chronic, chronic pain disease and stuff like that in their 30s and stuff. It's ruined a lot of lives. But I still fucking well, love it, Well, it is a sport for dumb people, so... Football? Yeah, you don't have to be particularly skilled or... Uh, you mean to play it or watch it? Because I love it. To play it. Yeah, you watch it too, and you bet on it. By the way, I do. <laughs> I do. No, I, I'm not because it's voluntary. If you want to play football, that's your decision. But I love. Don't you? I love watching people hit each other. I mean, watching boxing, UFC, football, watching the big hits. I love. I watch the YouTube compilation. Are, uh, games are like four hours long. They're way too long. In person, by the way, I don't like football in person any longer because all the commercial breaks and all this shit just takes you out of it completely. I've never been to a game. I'm going to go because the TV experience. I just find it's Sunday. I get super depressed being in the house all day. All my friends want to do is sit there. They sit there for 10 hours. Yeah, it's a lot of football. Um, you got to get in the red zone, dude, on DirecTV. <laughs> I like watching the hits. I like watching the concussion hits. And I like when the dude's like down on the ground and they hit the, <laughs> hits the receiver so hard he's down and can't get up. And you're like, when you think about it, okay, yeah, you just give neurological damage. Yeah. But in the moment, it's kind of like, yeah, that's like my, that's my team. I'm well, not out there playing because I suck, but what, I, that's my team. What if, like, much like how, you know, pornography is probably going to become, you know, I think sex might die down a little bit because of virtual reality porn. And, like, I'm not what? a huge... What? Oh, you mean digital replacement? Uh, like, you know, uh, digital, like, when the, you see the chick, like, Oculus Rift type stuff, and then you have, like, a mechanism that, like, sucks you create. Someone's got to create that. You're not taking my porn away, are you? I was okay with oh, football, I'm just saying, dude. as it gets away? better, I think sex will probably go down a little bit. Um... Oh, you mean real sex? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and no, like, real sex pain with in the football. Ass. Like, I, I'm not. I don't sit down and watch like a whole football well, game. Wait, 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 let me go back to this. You're talking about an Oculus Rift and maybe one of those uh, flashlights. Yeah, and maybe a whole robot, Japanese robot, the uh, girl thingy. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is Madden right now, the video game. Yeah, is a pretty good simulation of actual football. <laughs> you just so, play Madden. So what if we just moved on to video? You know, we could like import all the data. Is like how good the guy. Yeah, are. I'm still hung up on this whole uh, Japanese robot girl thing. Sex. When is that? Com- <laughs> when is that coming around? It's 2016. I was promised that like it, it, like a long time ago. Uh, well, how far away? How far away from that? I don't know. They laid it out next Machina, and it seemed like it was quite a ways off. Yeah, uh, based on that. Well, the Japanese are making these lifelike robots now, and as far as and they always show. Here's the thing: they always show like these Japanese robots, or some people in the U.S. are doing it too, and they always show them like lifting boxes in the warehouse. Yeah, that's not what we're going to use them for. They're all going to be used for sex, <laughs> sex or war. Right? That's the only thing they're going to be used for. I wouldn't use one because anytime you buy something. 
like new, it never works the way it's supposed to. No, so I need, feel like it would just tear your dick off. No, yeah, you need the, you need the guys who get the, the bleeding edge guys who like to have the latest cool stuff. Right, right. That they buy like new thing and always breaks down. Like the first ones to buy the electric car and it goes like a mile and stops. Right, you don't buy the first iPhone <laughs> no. or the first fuck bot. No, I'm not buying the first sex, sex toy <laughs> robot. Yeah, right. After the guy, after they fix the problem, where it rips your dick off. Then I'm in there, and they give them the discount. So like, what, the reason I go to Chipotle now to eat lunch. After they've killed like a number of people and the, the prices come down and you feel like they, they've caught that killing people thing, it's, you get burritos for like four bucks now at Chipotle. There's no lines. Giving, no, there's no lines. They're giving it away. Amazing. That's it. All right. Uh, football, I'm sorry you're dying very, very slowly. Uh, does this mean fan- what are people in fantasy football going to do? It's a lot. That's millions of people with nothing to do I think now. They're just going to start butt fucking each other. Like, do you, the do you think they'll start talking the to their start talking to people for real and making social connections and doing positive things in their community? No, I think they'll start doing super weird shit with like betting on homeless people crossing the street or something. Yeah, that's probably that's probably about true. It's true. People don't actually when things when technology changes or we evolve like socially, people don't, the human race doesn't change at all. It's just they find new different crappy shit to do. People don't people understand. Like social media and digital te- technology don't make anyone any better. It just gave really bad people, horrible people, a new place to play. Basically, yeah, we're, we're we'll probably be on Mars in ten years, and people are going to be tweeting out like fucking. What were people? What were people that are absolutely horrible fucking assholes on social media doing like ten years ago before it was around? Like going to happy hour and complaining to the manager yes. about like the temperature of the beer and shit like that. That's why I think it's better now. If all those people are at home now on their uh, on their computers or their mobile phones, and they're not out any longer, you can just block them. It's easily ignorable. Easily, much easily ignorable. You're right. All those assholes are no longer out in the community. They're now at home doing the same shit. Yeah, that's a happy note to end on. Uh, <laughs> Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote this week? Uh, MattRalston.net, Twitter at Matthew Ralston. I haven't updated in a bit, but I'll be honest. All right, put some shit in there. Brian, uh, sound engineer of the stars. I want to thank uh, Rocco's Tavern on uh, Ventura Boulevard in Studio City for hosting us. You guys enjoyed your pizza. I enjoyed my very, very fruity beer. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Fantastic. Now I think I'm going to watch a French film and maybe have to make love to a man. <laughs> That's really wonderful. This is Lex, Last Man Earth. Talk to you next week.